Wrestling fans, it's time for Wrestle Crate. Wrestle Crate is a pro wrestling themed mystery package that appears in your mailbox every month with action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, wrestling books, fat heads, and much, much more. Plans start at only $15 a month, and every crate contains a t shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com or BarbershopWindow.com. Those t shirts are $19.99 by themselves. Check them out at WrestleCrate.com and follow them on Twitter at WrestleCrates and search WrestleCrate on Facebook. Welcome back in. It is Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster with you, and a great opportunity to chat with someone who has uh, got a big change in his professional life at the moment. We actually uh, chatted with his wife a few weeks back when she was uh, here in uh, Maryland for MCW. He is Nick Aldis. You may uh, recognize him as well as uh, Magnus, but Nick Aldis is what we're going with. Nick, it's Glenn and Aaron here in Baltimore. Thank you so much for taking the time for us today. Not a problem. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, big changes in your world, obviously. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I, you know, how did this all come about for you, Global Force? And did, did you did you know what was going on in TNA? Like, just give me a rundown of what the last few weeks have been like. Uh, well, you know, for, for, for anyone who might need refreshing, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've been with TNA for six and a half years, which seems incredible to me when I think about it. But, um, you know, I, I signed with, with them uh, at the end of 2008, you know, and began in the beginning of 2009 after my acting commitments and stuff were, were finished. And, um, you know, I've been, been a part of the company ever since. Obviously seen a lot of a lot of changes in that time, you know, a lot of, um, like you do with any company, but, you know, certainly a lot of resets and a lot of different situations. And, and all the while I somehow managed to, you know, continue to sort of stay the course and, and develop and grow as a talent and, um, you know, reached, uh, reached what I thought was sort of the, the pinnacle and the peak of my, my career there, you know, towards the sort of tail end of 2013 and into 2014 and then 15. And, and then um, at the, you know, at the, I'm trying to think back now, in, in, in the middle of 2013, I, I uh, renegotiated a, a contract um, with with Scott Demore, who was my agent at the time, with, you know, through, with TNA, and uh, it, had, it was a two year deal with a with a one year option, and uh, it was you know it was a very good contract. They've taken very good care of me, and but it was also a very fair contract in in the sense of um, you know it wasn't it, it was a two way street. You know, there was I was able to I was able to kind of give my notice if I wanted to, and, and um, you know, there, there, I, we, we fought and won a lot of things that, that perhaps aren't afforded to a lot of wrestlers. So that was sort of a, a, a testament to my value to the company at the time and everything like that. But basically, long story short, um, I kind of came to the decision, uh, probably if I'm honest with myself, maybe six months, maybe even more than that, that, that you know, when this contract was, was over, that I was going to, uh, you know, give my notice and, and say that, I've done everything I can do, and I, I appreciate everything. And it, it's it's time for me now, at 28 years old, to you know to, to to do something else, to to you know do something and renew my focus and my energy because I just felt like I'd sort of maxed out at, at TNA. Um, some people call it the seven-year itch, and I can totally relate. Hmm. You know, it, and then the, the global thing, I've been you know very very close with Jeff Jarrett, and very grateful to Jeff because he's done a lot for me behind the scenes and 
and been very instrumental in me being viewed as a talent in a certain way. It gave me a lot of confidence early on, and, and um, we, you know, we just we're very much on the same page in, in our mentality, the way we look at business, and um, that was really just a very very <laughs> strange uh, coincidence of timing and everything. So um, yeah, it's a, it is a, it's a very exciting and also confusing sort of time <laughs> for, for everyone. You you know it, it's weird because. This is when Global Force is kind of colliding with TNA. And it, it yeah. leads us to a lot of questions. And I don't know how many of you even have answers to at this point. But Yeah, you're, you're, gonna be, you're probably going to be disappointed because <laughs> I really don't have that many. Have you thought at all about the possibility that you left TNA, but maybe you could sort of be right back? Uh, it, it does. I, I, well, I'll tell, I'll tell you this. I actually just got off the phone with Double J um, about, about – stuff that's very exciting about some some, um, some UK stuff. And I hate to do that typical thing of like, oh, you know, there's a very exciting thing, you know, watch this space. But, <laughs> right. you know, stuff I, I can't possibly really talk about. But it was, it, but it was a very exciting conversation um, to do with some, some international stuff. And I know that that's one of the, that's definitely one of the, the reasons why, you know, Jeff and I have, have, have been very uh, close, you know, and why he's, he's always uh, done right by me because, you know, I... I guess, you know, I carry quite a, a decent amount of sort of weight in terms of the international markets and obviously the UK and Europe and, and things of that nature. And so it was, we, we were actually talking about that. And I kind of mentioned to him, like, hey, listen, I've had a, a bunch of interview requests since uh, since the news kind of got broke. I, mean, I guess it was Dave Meltzer was the first guy to kind of put it out there that my deal was coming up and that I wasn't staying. Um not, you know, it wasn't entirely true that I was leaving for GFW. Like, that wasn't really, that, that was just a sort of strange coincidence where I, you know, they knew that I, I sort of let them know that, like, as of June 30th, I was going to be a free agent, you know, and, and I, I, you know, left things on very good terms. We'd agreed to wrap up business the right way, and I loved the way that I did. And um, and then it just so happened that, you know, that then, <laughs> then Jeff showed up at TV, and I just looked at him and went, what the hell? Like, what is, what's going on? I don't even. I looked at him. This is the truth. I, I, I was backstage at the at the TVs, and uh, Cody, uh, little Cody, came running up to me, gave me a big hug. He was like, "Hey, Magnus, hey, Cody," you know. And I didn't put two and two together because I thought maybe Kurt had the kid, you know, for for the, for the week. I don't know. And then next thing I know, then I saw. Uh, Jeff kids and I see this SUV and suddenly the window winds down and there he is and I just look at that I don't even want to know I'm just going to <laughs> I don't even want to know so no one no one um, knew backstage that Jeff was going to be showing up no well I didn't I mean I can only speak for me but I didn't that's crazy that, that is, is that's so wild alright so so again all this sort of happening very much at once um, I, I, I'm trying to approach this the right way do you yeah. feel like you're in a better place right now, um, knowing there's been some talk of turmoil related to TNA, and you know we've we've known been some things that happened with some other guys? Can, can you look at it right now and say, hey, look, this is maybe it's a coincidence, but it's all a very fortunate coincidence for me right now. I think that's the way I have to look at it. I, I um, to answer your first point of that, yes, um, not to say that. And I want to make this clear to anyone who, who might be listening, who might be wanting to try and get me for an interview, because I've had a ton of requests. I haven't, if I haven't got back to you all yet, I'm sorry. Like I've, I've been a, 
kind of banged up from the, from the, <laughs> right. uh, the, the pay-per-view. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if anyone's trying to get a hold of me to, to bury TNA, like, that's not going to happen. Like, just like you just forget it. You're wasting your time. Um, TNA have provided me with a very nice living for a very, very good schedule, um, you know, for a great number of years. And I've got to work as a, as a professional wrestler, you know, trying to learn a craft and fly a trade. In, in, you know, from being green as grass and not deserving of any spot anywhere, I went from that to being, you know, a guy trusted with a hell of a lot of TV time. And, and, and I've worked with everybody from, like, Sting to Kurt to Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Rob hmm. Van Dam, Jeff Hardy. Like, you know, I don't, I, I don't know if... Well, that's kind of okay. <laughs> place where I could have had, like, such an education. Um, and, and also been, and been, and been paid, I think, quite handsomely for it especially over the last couple of years so I, i'm not you, you know you're, you're you're not going to find me saying anything but positives about like my career in tna um just because you know that they, they've sort of given me uh, everything i have up to this point so, yeah i've earned it sure and i've and i've made like i've made my mark you know sometimes in spite of their decisions and, and all the rest of it but at the end of the day you know they gave me the platform and the income and i and i took it and i you know made something of myself with it um, with that being said, I have to tell the truth that, you know, when I gave my notice and had a conversation with, um, John Kaburik, um, big, you know, as people call him, um, by the time we got off the phone, like I, I felt like a, a hundred pound weight had been lifted off my back. Mm. Like it's a, it, you know, it, it's a tiring, you don't realize necessarily sometimes until you until you sort of until it's done you don't realize like how how much it was weighing on you a lot of times because it was always something it was always something you know like this every, every week it was a new oh did you hear that did you hear what you know did you hear the latest thing or like did you hear about this or did you hear about that and i do sometimes think some of it was a little unfair the tna like it sort of became in vogue to just kind of like it, it, it you know any for example anything that you know, a lot of the things that would get reported about TNA, like if the same thing had been reported about Ring of Honor, like everyone would have just been like, oh man, that sucks for them. Like, oh well, you know, but if TNA, it's like, oh, TNA, they're terrible. Like, you know, they're, they're run by a bunch of idiots. You know what I mean? Or, or like, and vice versa. And, and, and conversely, you know, if WWE were letting people go and everything like that, they don't, you know, no one's, no one's writing their, their epitaph either. So it's kind of, sorry, my phone's going off, but um, it's, you know, it's, I sometimes think that that can be, they can be a little bit disproportionately uh, kind of slammed. But, you know, but at the same time, you know, it comes with the territory of, of, of such fast growth. They did experience incredible growth in the marketplace, and no one can take that away from them. You know, when I began with the company in 2009, the middle of that year, you know, I could be wrong, but they were, they were only a few points off SmackDown in the ratings. You know, and for a company which at that point had only been around for like seven years to have like a primetime spot on Spike, you know, only a few points away from WWE's second show, like that's significant. You know, like I, I don't know any other company that experienced that level of growth at that level, you know, that amount of time. But, uh, what, you know, with that growth comes a lot of pressure. And, and so it's kind of like it all goes with the territory. I hope that everything works out for them like and i don't know what the hell's going on as far as like this stuff with with global and everything but i do know that as a i had to trust my gut i've been in the business for 10 years thereabouts and 
I'm a student of the game. I love the business, and I've been, you know, I've, I've, I feel like I've sort of been at every, I've been in every sort of facet of it I can, I can be, and I've, I've tried, I tried my best to sort of, you know, whenever I could to talk to the camera guys, the production guys, to sit in the truck, sit, sit on the headsets, do any of that stuff I could just to kind of get a whole feel for the whole business. And I've run the gambit of every, I've been on every point of the card. I'd like three minute matches to 30 minute matches. I've had, you know, gimmick matches, normal, you know what I mean? I've, I've tried to run every, you know, I've really run the gauntlet of the whole gambit of the business. Um, and I, you know, my gut told me that the thing that had been missing um, was the sort of the balance of what Jeff had, what Jeff had in the company, which was that balance of like the wrestling guy, the experience mm -hmm. of a pro wrestling, you know, pro wrestling booker and a, and a guy who has the third generation in the business and, and, and knows the business and loves the business and those talent. And I think that to me is like the number one thing. Like Jeff, Jeff, I think has a, a much better idea of talent, like in terms of who to, who to trust in the important positions. And I think perhaps that might be what is, you know, that might be the, the, the issue I have with, you know, with, with that, where, where things are at with TNA currently, but I hope that they haven't reached critical mass. I hope that they can, you know, that every everyone can work it out. I got so many friends there, and and uh, you know, and, and honestly, by the looks of things, who's to say that like coming up here, they might not end up being, you know, more times where I, <laughs> where I kind of end up almost sort of working with them again. Right. I have no idea what what's happening. All I know is that like my contract came to an end, and I basically told them I wasn't interested in discussing another one at this point because I was ready to try something else. And I really was excited about being in on the ground floor with something with Jeff because I really, really like the way Jeff does business in a lot of ways. And I think that he's, and he has a great eye for talent and a great, and he surrounds himself with good people. You know, Sanjay's the man. And like when we did Rinky King in India, it was like, you know, that team was like, that was, you know, I saw, I saw the way Jeff surrounded himself with guys who get it who are reliable and smart and dynamic and you know but also have roots in the business so it's kind of like the the perfect combination of like wrestling smarts but also like modern approaches to media and you know and this and that and and you know i'm very involved like in terms of ideas and 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 this and that because jeff deep down is an entrepreneur and good entrepreneurs know that you don't necessarily have to know everything. You just have to surround yourself with people that, that, that are stronger in the areas where you may not be. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you talk about all the rumors. You talk about how you guys kind of try, you know, you know a lot of it's not true and a lot of it's overblown. But, you know, especially over the past six months, obviously Joe leaves. Uh, you have, you're not the only one who left. Obviously, James Storm left. Austin Aries is leaving. And with these rumors, the Destination America rumors, what has the locker room been like over the past six months or so? Um, you know, to be honest, yeah, very, very turbulent. Um, just, uh, I'm sure you guys were probably, um, aware of the, uh, the, the, the conference call that, that mm -hmm. took place, um, not, not too long ago and, and, and all of that. But I, I know that, uh, you know, and, and there were things said in that conference call that, that perhaps were, you know, a long time coming and, you know, my, my thing on all of that. You know, and I'm not certainly, I'm not going to have to sit here and like throw any talent under the bus about like, uh, you know, the things that were said or who said them. But, you know, there were certain things I heard in that conference call where like, you know, talent, certain talent were like, 
like, I'm disgusted by this and, like, we have a right to, you know, to know, like, blah, 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 like this and that. And, you know, and, and, and I've been, and anyone who's been in TNA can tell you that I've, I've been one of, I've been at times very outspoken, you know. Um, but there, there was a point that I sort of sat there and went, the thing you have to remember as an independent contractor and in wrestling, you know, nobody owes you a living. You know what I mean? You, you, you're, it's, uh, you know, you don't have a right to, to, to be sort of guaranteed a, a living just because you signed a contract somewhere. You know, most contracts, in fact, you know, with the exception of some, uh, are situations where it's like, yeah, we'll pay you this, but at any time we want, we can just cancel it anyway. You know, and that's the wrestler's fault for not being more protected amongst themselves. But, you know, that's a different story for another day. But I just kind of had this, thing where I just went, you know, nobody owes you a living in this. Like, you know, every day that, here's the thing, every day that I get to put on a, a pair of tights and boots and pretend to fight to pay my bills and, and feed my son is a good day, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because I could be, I could be doing something, I could be working much harder, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You talked a little bit, you said that when kind of Jeff left that you thought a kind of a big part of you know there, there was a big change there what really do you feel was the big change after uh, Jeff left uh, like I alluded to I think I think the balance um, I think that you know from a creative standpoint uh, and just from a philosophy standpoint you had you always had there was a lot of uh Jeff provided that balance of a traditional wrestling booker who knows that there are certain things in pro wrestling that will always work and there are certain fundamental reasons why people enjoy pro wrestling over other forms of entertainment entertainment or over other sports and provide you know as long as you always provide those elements you're always going to you know retain that audience you know there are certain like fundamental and i'm not talking about like you know it's got to be good guys and bad guys you know and things (laughs) like that i'm talking more about like the fundamental nature of like booking you know Mm -hmm. and the fundamental nature of of you know what makes a good worker you know like it's like you know it's going like okay we're gonna we're gonna make this guy the, the the top guy okay but you know his his work isn't that great. So have you thought about what you're going to do when you, you know, when he's then responsible with like, you know, with a 20 minute match? Oh, it's okay. We'll think of that later. You know, like that, those kind of things. Whereas with, when Jeff left, there were a lot of things that I just felt like was, you know, there was a constant sort of struggle. Like, uh, that, you know, that perhaps that like when Jeff was there, he would have, he would have nipped it in the bud and said, this is fine, but it has, you know, but it has to be done this way. You know what I mean? Or like, if you want to get this done, it still has to have this. And, and I think that without that, without that balance of like the, 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 the wrestling guy, you know, there was uh there was, there was some real fundamental issues in, in the, in the stuff that was being produced a lot of the time. I do. Here's Nick Aldis. He joins us here on jobbing out is uh, big news. He's headed towards uh, global force wrestling after a long run uh, with TNA 
Nick, um, I wanted to ask you about the, the dynamic with um, uh, Ring of Honor appearing on Destination America and now this, this three-hour block on Wednesday night that for wrestling fans has been so good. And the Ring of Honor guys will all talk about how great it is. But there seemed to be, and maybe it was just an appearance, but there seemed to be some angst maybe um, about the network and, and what it meant for TNA. And, and just did you notice any change, anything like that? Uh. I, I could see how the Ring of Honor guys could be. It was a total win for them. Other than the fact that I don't think financially it was a win for them, but I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I will tell you this, that there's a fundamental problem in the wrestling business from, from and, and this extends, this doesn't, it extends from the independents all the way up to guys, you know, in, 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 the, in the very top company in WWE or in New Japan or anywhere else. There's a fundamental issue that we're experiencing that guys are undercutting each other, meaning that, that you know, that there's, there's less money being distributed where it needs to be distributed because hmm. there are too many people willing to just come in and take the same spot for a lot less money. Hmm. I've become, I've been a victim of it because I was one of those people that always said, hey, I'm in this spot now. I think that, you know, this, I think we, we maybe need to talk about my compensation here. I need this. I, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of guys that have come in since then that were like, oh, I'm just happy for the spot. Like, I just, I'm just happy for the opportunity. Hey, I'll do this extra. I'll do this extra. And I'll do this extra on top, by the way, like for free, you know, and you go like, hey, um, I get that, like, the, you know, okay, this might be great. Like the company, you know, you, you might look like you have this super great attitude. You know, you might be really like, and you might, you know, you might be the big baby face with the office, but like you're fucking everyone over, you know, to, you know, pardon my language, no. like you're screwing all the boys over because you're doing it for nothing or you're doing it for way too cheap. So now it's really hard for the rest of us to justify our pay, you know, because like there were certain guys being given a lot of TV time uh, simply for the fact that they had signed like ridiculously low yeah. contracts because oh, yeah. they were just like, oh, I think it's the right thing to do. No, it's not the right thing to do because now, now you've made it hard for all of us, you know. And it's like you can't blame the you can't blame the guys paying the money because they're going to take, you know, they're going that's their job to get get the you know get the best services for the lowest possible no price. Doubt. But the fact is, you get what you pay for, and that's something else that I think TNA is. is possibly experiencing an understanding at this point is that you get what you pay for hmm. you know what i mean and hmm. like you can't you know you, you can't just tell people that that someone is worthy of the spot you know or, or like or, or is gonna or is gonna draw them a house you know you can't just tell them that and you can't you can't just dis, and you can't just kind of disregard years of um you know, years of, of building a, re, a relationship with an audience and and following through on your promises you know like Here's a great example. James, you know, James Storm and I had, had uh, you know, even though we taped a couple of weeks of TV, you know, that, that will air in the next couple of weeks after this, you know, pay-per-view, you know, the, the pay-per-view was, was, you know, for, for all intents, but it seems like, I can't speak for James, but it seems like it's probably going to be both of our last matches. And I even referred to that in, in the promo because I thought, well, if it's real, let's make it, you know, let's, let's remind people of the occasion here. And, we went out and I mean, we took a lot of risks, you know what I mean? We like, we really like, we left it all out there and we, you know, we, we, we took a lot of bumps and get, you know, really like worked hard for the audience that night. I had a couple of people come up to me 
that day. I did the big bump through the table and, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And they said, like, man, are you sure you want to do that? And I said, do what? And they're like, oh, that big, you know, I saw you, you're going to do this, that big bump, you know, off the top through the table on the floor. And I said, yeah, of course I want to do it. I said, why? You know, like, you're leaving. I said, that's exactly why. Because this is my way to, like, to, to show everyone that, you know, you... That, you know, I've developed a relationship with this audience there, you know, a, a, a sort of trust with this, with my customers, you know, my customer base. I've developed a trust with them over the last six and a half years, and I've promised them that this is going to be a good one. So just because I'm leaving, you know, I'm going to develop, I'm going to continue that trust because now wherever I end up being next, I need the, you know, I need those, I need that audience to come with me. You know, because that's what you do as a as a performer and, a, and as a businessman. You you know, you develop a relationship with your audience. Like, and so I said, absolutely, because I'm gonna. And also, it's a way to prove that you you don't just you don't just write something and it happens. You know, you, the, the talent has to make it happen, and the talent has to deliver on it. And you know, nobody with a nobody with a piece of paper or, or a computer in 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 Nashville or anywhere else can make that happen. The talent makes it happen. And that was kind of my message, and that was my sort of that, that was that was kind of what I was trying to get across in that to the fans is that you know you, you you get what you pay for, and and if you want to see this, you got to follow me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that was it. And based on the reaction, definitely seemed like you guys uh, definitely connected with the audience there. But uh, going back to what you were saying about the the wrestlers undercutting each other, with that you know with that mentality in the business right now, how how do you fix that? You fix that by the the. The, the, the really good talent that you know that I mean I think that you know there there are certainly ways that, that that people are seeing it now because I know that you know that, think that look at look at the look at the departures you know AJ Styles Joe you know and look where they've ended up you know like the the, the companies that make money and the guys that get it you know they they know really who has who actually has the the value. You know, that you develop a market value. Um, you know, you, you, a market value can't just be created by somebody in an office for somebody. You know what I mean? Yes, you, some obviously companies can stick the rocket pack on someone and you know help them become a become a major a major player. But at the end of the day, your work and your you know your ability and your dedication and your commitment to the audience to, to connect and to make something is, is, is what make you know, is, is what develops your market value. Hmm. And as long as, you know, as long as performers sort of understand that and, and understand that they have a market value as an individual rather than, you know, just as part of a, of a brand, then eventually it, it levels itself out. Sometimes it takes, sometimes it takes departures and guys to, you know, to, to, to go elsewhere and sow their seeds elsewhere to sort of, you know, to, to make that apparent, you know, and also it's, it's kind of goes back to what I said before about like, nobody owes you a living. Like, you know, you get to a point where you, you know, I've built, I've made more money year on year with TNA every year since I got there. I'm very grateful to that, but also proud of it because it was my work that did that. But at the same time, it's like, Hey, if they're not, if, if they're not going to have the, the necessary revenue streams and the platforms to, to, to capitalize on that, then it's absolutely the right thing to do on both parties for me to disappear and go somewhere else for a bit. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but all I, all I, all I look at is when I look at, you know, who they're going with now and what their, you know, what their mentality is and everything, I go, Hey, 
that's cool. Good luck with that. You know what I mean? Not not to say that like I don't think that any you know so and so is the right guy or anything like that, but it's just like well, good luck with that because I you know that's that's you know that there's certainly not there's certainly not the asset that I think that that I was or you know that other people have been. And I obviously I'm not the only one who has that mentality because you know not now that with you know look I mean James. James has supposedly asked for his release. You know, I was learning all this at the same time as all you guys. You know what I mean? And I, you know, me and James just went, I just looked at him one day and said, I don't know what's going on with you, buddy. You know what I mean? Like, I, let's just go out and I don't, I don't care what the finish is. Let's just go out and, and just tear it up because this is a, this has been a good, good story. And like, let's go and, you know, show the people what they might be missing. Speaking of that storyline, mm. what, what what's that been like to watch? You know, mm. Mickey and James interact, and of course that infamous uh, train tracks uh, oh, yeah. vignette from the, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> okay. Um, the the my favorite thing probably I ever did, as far as like an angle, you know, as far as the story was the story with Bram. Mm-hmm. He Tom is legitimately my best friend. We're, you know, I legitimately pushed very hard for them to give him an opportunity. He absolutely killed it. He's a great talent. Um, he could be great anywhere he wants to be. I pushed for that angle because I said, and this is what this is goes back to the the philosophy that Jeff and I share on pro wrestling. In that most of us, the talent I mean, have interesting enough stories in real life that you can document them and then turn them into great angles and compelling stories that make it believable because this is a one-take business. You've got to be believable. You've got to believe it when you look in someone's eyes that this is, you know, that this is something that they really care about because then you make the audience care. And that's where me and Jeff share a very similar philosophy on things. Um, so with the Bram story, I pretty much pitched you know that whole thing and said this is like tom can you know tom can be like you know kind of jealous that like he 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 made what you know he went off in one direction and i went off in another his stuff you know his direction didn't necessarily work out from as as it should have at, at wwe you know and now like here i am and i've been the champion and i'm you know and i'm and i'm started a family with with you know with mickey and like and you know and this and that and i've and i've you know uh, I've had, like I've had a nice lifestyle and blah blah blah, you know. And so he can be sort of jealous of that. He's trying to bring out something in me, but you know, in in reality, he was he was just like he wanted to you know take it from me, right? And then mm-hmm. and they were like, yeah, that's a great, you know, we like that, we like that. And obviously, then we introduced the stuff with Mickey and all the rest of it, which I'd always resisted because we'd always said, you know, like it's just you know they they had tried to get us to do stuff before. Like with me and Mickey, and it just, and we always just said, like, it just felt forced. Like, it like, doesn't really, you know, it just felt like you're just trying to do it, and you don't really have any, you don't really have any sort of plan for it. You're just doing it to hot shot it. So we always just kind of turned it down. This time it was like, okay, but, you know, the, if we get to drive the car on it, which to their credit, they, you know, they very much let us have a lot of input. So it was really good. And the whole, and the whole angle ended up being, to me, I thought a very, a really artistic success. Um, I would have liked to have done the Bram angle for longer, but you know it was it was dis- it was described to me that suddenly they decided that all angles wanted to sort of wrap up within a couple of months. So I said, okay, that's no problem. I said, okay, but th- let me just 
you know, in TNA, you can sometimes be a victim of your own success. Um, and I said, let's, can we just make sure that, like, uh, this angle, because it was getting such a good reaction, I said, can we please make sure that we don't just go straight from this one straight into another angle with, like, me and Mickey and the whole thing again? And they're like, oh, no, 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 we're not going to do that. Like, we, we've got no, we've got no plans to do that. And then, then, sure enough, fast forward to you know, the bell to bell show or whatever. And it's like, Hey, James is going to come down and it's, you're going to go into a program with James. And I just kind of went, uh, okay. <laughs> you know, like it's kind of what I talked about, but you know, we still made it good. And, and, and we, and again, we had a lot of, we had a lot of, um, you know, input on that. Again, it was very much like at the beginning, we had a great in ring where James, you know, where, mm-hmm. where like, Mickey, you know, announced she was going to go home, and James came and convinced her to stay. And we thought we did. We put in loads of really great little subtle kind of nuances and stuff. And I and I said, this is actually going to be really good. You know, like this could be really mm-hmm. good. And we kept it going, and you know, kind of we were sort of dragging it out as long as we could. And then suddenly we get this, you know, we we get the word that like this is what they want to do with like this this train thing or whatever. And I I think some some of it unfortunately tied in with the fact that they knew that I was not going to stay. So it, that was kind of a, you know, that was kind of an issue. Um, but nonetheless, you know, when this, when the train thing came about, it was just like, I just, you know, we all, I, I, and I don't mean to, again, like I'm trying to be as positive as I can, but this was one situation where when that thing was, was described, I couldn't find a single person that liked it. There wasn't a single person who I talked to, apart from the guy whose idea it was, who didn't say, you know, I didn't find a single person that didn't say, what the hell is that? Like, <laughs> and, and again, you know, I have to, uh, like, I have to be honest with that because, like, I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, I just thought I'd try and make the best of it I could. We legitimately, I, you know, I've always been of the mentality of that if you don't like something, don't just say no, you know, come up with an alternative. We pitched God knows how many alternatives that included, you know, implied violence or that Im- included like a girl or, you know, and all this, you know, different, different ways we could still get the same job done. No, 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 we've, no, this, this is going to be great. Trust me, trust me, it's going to be great. Okay, big, you're the boss. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I, and I, I don't think, I don't think, uh, I think that, you know, that segment speaks for itself. And then it kind of, you know, it just, uh, it, it, it took it from being something that had a lot of, like, real, like, sort of strong, um, you know, emotion attached to it as far as, like, things that anyone can relate to in an audience, like a guy's trying to mess with another guy's woman, to being something that just, it was like, it went from being, like, put it, like, it, 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 it went from being, like, Sons of Anarchy to, like, Days of Our Lives, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, just, and we just, like, went, uh, well... Okay, you know, good for you. I just went, hey, good for you. Like, glad that you got to, you know, it's your baby, so you do it. And then, so then we just made the best of it after that. And then, you know, and then when it came to it, we just, like, just the way things panned out, it almost sort of, it was almost irrelevant at that point because of the way things panned out. So then James and I used it as a chance to go, all right, this is, this is what happens when you just let the, the talent loose. And that's why we get, gave him that match. We said, "Hey, whatever you want as a finish, this is what we're going to do." And, and and I'm very, very proud of that match. I loved it. I've always had good chemistry with James, and you know, like a hardcore matches and all that kind of thing aren't necessarily my 
favorite thing in the world, but when they're done right like that with genuine like emotion and an angle behind it and like, you know, and all that kind of thing. Like I, I, I loved it. I was, I was, couldn't ask for a better way to uh, wrap up business. So, uh, you know, now that you're done with TNA, I know Global Force is part of it, but, you know, Global Force isn't just something that you do on your own. Is there uh, anything else that you get, you're doing uh, in the upcoming future? Uh, I've, my, my fitness book is, 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 is due for imminent release. I've, it's all written, edited, proofread. I've approved the cover, everything. It's, the digital copy's been made, like the, for Kindle and everything like that. It was, it was through, it's actually published through, I got a publishing deal. Uh, I signed it about a year ago with a, it's actually with a UK based, um, book company called Pitch Publishing. Um, it's, I wish I could tell you the exact release date, but it's pro, it's like any day now it's going to be, out. The book is called uh, The Superstar Body, and it's basically um, my, you know, my sort of real-world techniques of, like, how to have the kind of body that you, you know, that, that, that you know, that, that people associate with, like, you know, when I say the super, like a superstar body, I don't mean necessarily like a bodybuilder. It's more like that, that, that sort of body that, like, a lot of, you know, the movie, movie stars, like action guys, you know, wrestlers, MMA guys, like, that, you know, that, that sort of that just generally like good physique and, and the, the sort of premise of the book is basically like, look, you don't have to live like a monk. You don't have to do like, you know, plain chicken breast and rice every, you know, every two hours. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. This is like, this is, this is what works for me in the real world. Like with a demanding job and with a baby at home and with, you know, I still go out and drink beer with my friends and, you know, and this and that, and this is how I, this is, and this is how I do it. And not only that, this is how, like, this is how my buddy who's a muscle and fitness model does it. And this is how Kurt Angle does it. And this is how Rob Terry does it. I've got, like, input from loads of different guys. So I feel like, the you know, to anyone who's interested in being in shape, like, the book is a really valuable thing to have because it's not just me, like, you know, describing my philosophies or things that I know are proven to work, but it's also, like, input from all of these other guys, guys and girls, by the way. Like, I might make sure it was as... as you know, as user-friendly as possible for women too. You know, like Mickey's had a lot of input in it, and like Brooke Adams, who's like, you know, I mean, anyone, I don't need to, to tell you what you know that Brooke's got a hell of a body, and like, you know, and lots of different people like that, and people outside of wrestling, and you know, like my friend David McIntosh, who is a former Marine, who's like a big-time like uh, you know fitness model and an actor and stuff now, and you know, all these different guys that have all contributed little bits. To you know, to make what I think is a really is a really cool, compelling book, and it isn't just like a bunch of science or a bunch of like typical like bodybuilding stuff being thrown at people. It's just a really like easy to read, straightforward kind of. Hey, you want to be in shape? Like, forget all this nonsense. Like, this is the this is the real like, and that's pretty much what the book is. It's called the Superstar Body. I kind of have to tell you that I hate you because um, I use all the things that you said as the excuses for why I'm not in shape. Uh, I've got a demanding job. I've got a, a, a five-month-old at home. Like I got all that going on, and I'm like, oh, dude, I'm I'm good. I can do whatever I want. I don't have to be in shape. So now I like I kind of hate you for having all that going on and yet still looking the way that you do, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have had a very light schedule. I mean, obviously for me it's like. I always say, to, you know, the amount of people I've met over the years have been like, yeah, you know, like, I didn't realize you were such a nice guy, but, you know, I saw you in the gym a few times, and I thought you were kind of an asshole. It's like, well, <laughs> you, saw me, you saw me in the gym. I'm like, right. that's work for me. I'm at work. You oh. know, that's kind of one of the big principles of it is like, if you've only got 45 minutes, 
like get in and get it done and get out. Like don't you know? It's the, 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 the do you know? Maximize your minutes. That's what they tell us in wrestling. It's the same with you know with working out. But yeah, no, you should uh, you should you should check the book. All out. right, the superstar body. All right, I'm on it. Uh, at uh, Magnus Official is still the uh, Twitter account, correct? For now, yeah. Um, it, you know, it, it it might change in the in the coming weeks, but I'll sort of try and make that transition. Um, but also, uh, anyone who's interested in booking me for appearances or you know interview requests or you know anything of that nature. Uh, uh, I have my website, nickaldis.com, and you can just um, you can email me nick at nickaldis.com. It's and it's right there on my on my Twitter page as well. That's outstanding, dude. Th- I, you know, we first of all, we, we probably kept you about uh, thirty minutes longer than we told you we were. So we really appreciate. <laughs> oh, no worries, no problem. Y- you give enough, and and really some some tremendous insight as to what's all going on. Because as you would imagine, you know, as crazy it is on the inside, for those of us watching from the outside, we're like, whoa, this is. <laughs> I mean, this is yeah, and I, you know, and honestly, like, you just got to embrace it and look forward to it. Like, I, I, you know, I do feel like I've got a real renewed energy. Like, especially, you know, being so sort of close with Jeff. Like, I'm not trying to imply that I'm like, I'm certainly not part of any kind of inner circle or anything like that. But you know, Jeff is a very open guy, and you know, like the conversation we just had was like, hey, got off the phone going like, yeah, like this is I, you know, I'm part of something. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a startup, and you know, there's a lot. There's still a lot to there's still a lot to form, you know, but it's but it is forming, and you know, and, and with every with every person who kind of commits, you know, it's like that, you know, there's no contracts here, you know what I mean? I'm an independent contract, like I'm I'm very much a free agent, you know what I mean? And uh, you know, it's not like I've basically said I'm now with Global Force, and that that like I'm a I'm a free agent, I'm available, you know what I mean? Um, but th- but the reality is is that you know Jeff those guys who when he's described it to me i just went i'm in yeah. like you know what do you need and like what can we do to get this thing going and and there's it's there's a lot of moving parts and it's um it's exciting and, I, and uh, you know there's, there's going to be more to come very very soon you know on my end and on his end and you know there's uh and just just fyi just while i'm while i've got you guys on um my first events for for global force will be uh, July 9, 10, and 11. I'm in Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, oh, gosh, they're going to kill me. Somewhere just outside of Cleveland, Ohio, um, <laughs> and somewhere else. But, yeah, um, if you check out gfwwrestling.com, like, you'll see those live events. And then I will I will be at the uh, at the first uh, show at the Orleans Arena in, in Las Vegas um, on July 24th as well. Awesome. I'll be there. That's awesome, man. Uh, please give our uh, give our best to your bride, who was such a sweetheart to us uh, a couple weeks back when she was on the show, and who uh, you know we've always been fans of as well. Um, uh, dude, seriously, c- congratulations on everything that you've accomplished at this point. And we, I can't believe you're only 28. I also hate you for that because, <laughs> damn it, you have such amazing perspective for your age. Um, I haven't done enough, guys. I'm, I kick myself in the ass every day. I'm like, oh, I should be doing much more. I'm, I'm 31, and I'm already thinking about retirement. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it would be amazing. But something about having a kid, where like I just sort of like giving up. Like, ah, I'll just deal with the kid. Like, <laughs> it's a real. It's a real. Uh, really gives you a. It gives you a renewed uh, perspective, right? It is amazing, like new, dude. Like it's it's a completely new. Um, renewed oh. focus on like hustle. No doubt. No doubt. It's yeah. so. It's so great. Hey man, thank yeah. you so much for taking the time for us, and uh, let's uh, do this again down the road. All right. Absolutely, yeah. Anytime, guys.